Today we're celebrating the Feast of St. Luke. St. Luke, the physician, of course, is our, our patron saint, the sort of the, the inspirational guide for our whole community. And I, I, as I was thinking about St. Luke, you know, he was, he was a physician, um, and I worked for two years in a hospital, uh, actually a couple different hospitals, as a hospital chaplain. I was uh, like nights and weekends, I was an associate chaplain. I worked at two different hospitals. I worked at Mount Carmel Hospital, which is like a big urban hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And I also worked at, at Nationwide Children's Hospital, which is one of the premier children's hospitals in the nation, also in Columbus. And as I uh, worked there, I encountered, you know, all of the people who worked there, the, the nurses and the, and the, the nurses' assistants and the, and the orderlies and the, and the people who work in the kitchen and, and the, all of the other, the, the various therapists of different kinds. And, and not so much with doctors. Uh, doctors seem to occupy sort of a separate mental and physical space than like everybody else in the hospital. But... Nonetheless, the doctors and, and, the, and the nurses and everybody that I met, all of the healthcare workers, what really impressed me about them was their absolute dedication to their work. No matter what kind of day they were having, no matter what was happening in, in their lives, you know, what, whatever might be going on inside their heads, when they were presented with a patient, they gave it their all. And the truth is, you know, that, man, that's hard work, especially that children's hospital. And I know that a lot of healthcare workers, they have to, to build up sort of a wall around their sort of emotional selves just to keep themselves in a, in a healthy place. And when they might seem a little gruff or abrupt, the truth is there's still caring people who really just want to bring healing. It's, it's remarkable. And I think as, as there, are, there are healthcare workers here amongst us today, and I think as you, you've met people who are doctors or nurses or therapists or whatever, one of the things that's really remarkable about them is that, that it's not just the job that they do. It's, it's who they are. It's intrinsic to their identity. They have, they have put on being a healthcare worker, and they live it out, and it doesn't matter how long it's been since they retired, or how long it's been since they, they actually had to deal with a patient. At their heart, they are still healers. They are truly remarkable people. And I think that in, in a way, that's the same thing that Jesus asks of us as we claim to be Christians. That that we take on that identity to a point where it's not just something we do or something we believe, but it is, it is at the core of who we are as people. You know, there's a big ceremony for the doctors when they get, I don't know which point it is in their careers, but they get to put on the white coat. You know, it's like a big deal. And I think back in the day, nurses used to have a big thing where they got their hats, although nurses don't wear hats anymore. Everybody wears pajamas in the hospital, which is... I, <laughs> Awesome. I mean, I, who wouldn't want to wear pajamas all day, right? But um, it's like a big deal when they, when they take on that identity. And the same thing for us. When we take on our Christian identity, we make a big deal of it, right? We get, we get baptized and we have confirmation and we have these, these sort of rites of passages that mark this, these transforming steps on our own faith journey. And, and that's a, what Jesus, I think, is talking about in this parable today, right? Now, for us, this can be a kind of a difficult parable 
to listen to because Jesus is saying that the kingdom of heaven is something like this king inviting people to the banquet. And when the original people don't, don't come, the people that the banquet was created for, they just go out and they pick up anybody they can find, good or bad. And they say, come on, come to the banquet. And they all come in and they're all gathered around the banquet. And then the king comes in and there's like that one guy in the back who's not wearing his robe. And like, out, you know, to the, to the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, which doesn't sound like a really great place to be. And that seems to us, you know, that seems kind of like cruel. And, and, and I think that the problem for us here, reading it and, and hearing it in English, is that there is some sort of cultural understanding and expectation that we've just kind of gets lost in translation. I don't know if you've ever traveled overseas, but um, I've, lived, uh, I've had the opportunity to live overseas a couple of different times. And one of the things you notice quickly is that as Americans, we use sports analogies a lot. We talk about things in terms of football or baseball, right? We're setting, we got to get to the goal line, you know, we have to, uh, you know, hit a home run. We use, we pepper our speech with these analogies. And I'm here to tell you that if you work in Zimbabwe and you try to use a baseball analogy, no one will understand what you're saying because they don't play baseball. They've never seen baseball. It doesn't make any sense to them. And so there's something about this, this story that is, that is wrapped up in cultural expectations of first century Palestine that are a little lost on us. And so I know it sounds a little cruel, but, but I think what, what, what Jesus is getting at here is that the banquet is in fact open to everyone, the good and the bad, right? There's no qualification to be invited to the table. To follow Jesus has no prerequisites. There is no category of human that is excluded. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is welcome at the table. At the same time, Jesus tells us, that if you're going to commit to following Jesus, if you're going to become a Christian, it's not something that you can take on lightly. right? Being a Christian is not like being a sports fan. Right? Can't, it's not like following the Yankees, right? Where you, you buy the t-shirt and you watch the game on TV. They lost last night, by the way. Kind of a bummer. But it's, it's a passive thing. Those guys over there, they played the game. We sit back, we drink a beer, and we watch them. It's a spectator event, primarily. Right? There's only 18 people playing baseball. There's 100,000 people watching. Christianity isn't like that. It's not a spectator sport. It's not a thing where there's a couple of people who get to be Christians and the rest of us just watch them do it. The expectation is that all of us are on the field. It's a team sport, right? And so, so as Christians, we have to commit ourselves to the actions of Christianity, to being Christian. It's not enough to just, you know, show up here once in a while, although that's really awesome. That's a good start. It's not enough to just to believe the right things about Jesus. It's not enough to just put a cross around our neck and say a bumper sticker on our car. That, that to follow Jesus requires us to put on the robe of Christ. That's what Paul talks about. In fact, he also talks about putting on the armor of Christ. That we have to, to dress ourselves. We have to become like Christ. That's, that's kind of the whole invitation here. And then if we want to participate in the abundant life that Jesus promises us, 
we have to give ourselves over to that. In right one, there's a great line in the Eucharist that says, and here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice. That we are called to give up something of ourselves, a sacrifice that is, that is reasonable and holy in its vocation. In the same way that the people in the, in the healthcare field fully become the role. That it's not just a job that they do, but it's who they are. In the same way, as followers of Jesus, we are asked to be wholly committed. No matter what kind of day we're having, no matter what's going on in our personal lives, that with each person we encounter, we need to recognize in them the dignity as a child of God created in God's own image that we have to walk the walk, right? As St. As James says, it is not enough to be believers, we must be doers of faith. And so we are, are offered this amazing invitation, this, this banquet, this abundant life, this, this life in Christ that opens us up to a whole new way of seeing and being and moving in the world. But Jesus also asked that if, if you really want to get the reward of it, right? If you really want to partake in that abundant life, you have to commit yourself wholly. You have to go all in. You can't just wear it lightly. You can't take it for granted. You have to be 100% to truly, truly live out Christ in this world. Because the truth is that we are called, we are invited to be the body of Christ because Jesus has no hands, Jesus has no feet, Jesus has no mouth except yours. Your hands, your feet, your mouth. That is the only way that Jesus is known in this world. And if we can't commit to doing that, and I know that it's hard and I know that we fall short sometimes, but if we, if we can commit ourselves to that, we can do amazing things in the world. And the truth is, is that if we, if we can't, if we just wear it lightly, if, if it, and push comes to shove, we don't live Christ, then the transformation of the world that is promised won't come to pass. That the building of the kingdom is our task. It is the work we are given to do. But it won't happen if we can't commit ourselves to the work. It's not a spectator sport. There are not some great Christians somewhere who are going to do the work for us while we bask in their vicarious glory. It is our work, day by day, person by person, choice by choice, small action by small action, that the world is changed and that the promise of hope that Jesus offers becomes a real and manifest thing in the lives of everyone that we encounter. Amen.